Hello and welcome to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and this is the podcast where we talk about what's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter, usually, or we have a guest on to talk about what's been going on in the FGC in general, uh, but today's episode's going to be a little bit different. Today's episode, I posted a call out on Twitter.com. Uh, Asking if anybody had any questions on how to, like, what does it look like to actually run a tournament once things start spinning up after you've hit go or slightly before, like, what should you be doing? Like, what what does that look like? I've already written a rules thing uh, about how to set up the rules, how to set up an online tournament, but I didn't specifically get into details in that write up on well, what do you do once it starts? Like, what? What do? I don't know. So this is kind of be, this is going to be a little bit weird of an episode. It's going to start out with a little bit of how to manage a bracket. And because of that, uh, I would almost suggest you check out the YouTube archive of the show. Uh, for those of you who don't know that there's a YouTube archive, there is. It's always linked in. Mm, yeah, it's always linked in the show notes, I think. Right. It should be if it's not, uh, which I'll get on that. But anyway, uh which will provide us a, a visual component for, you know, what does it look like when you're managing a bracket, right? If you want to have like an idea of where things move around, I'll be referring to them in the episode. So if you just want to see it in front of you, um, but specifically, I want to talk about what this is, what this is not. So to kind of clear the air before we get into things, because I could go on. I, I realized that the scope of this, <laughs> I was going to record this yesterday. And then I realized that, oh, dang, the, the scope of this could be rather large. Let me kind of rethink what what all this should be so I can really nail down the, the you must do these things, or at least you should try to do these things while you're running a tournament to make the experience good for all of the players involved. Uh, and just to run a good tournament in general. Uh, and so what this episode of the podcast is not, is that it's not a technical breakdown. Uh, I will allude to the technical aspects of running a stream. I will talk about some of the tools that I use. Uh, and I'll actually, I'll link some of the tools in the chat or like how to's on how to use these tools in the chat. Uh, I said in the chat, they'll be in the show notes. I'm already, I'm like in stream mode. I'm like of two minds right now, stream and podcast. And ooh, never the twain shall mix until right now. Uh, but I'll be listing a lot of those technical stuff in the, in the show notes and I'll be referring to them. So if you're like, oh, I don't know how to use, uh, I don't know how to use, uh, the stream control or how to put a scoreboard on when I use Streamlabs or some shit like that. Uh, there will be how to's in, in the notes. So you could look into that and set that up yourself. Uh, but what it isn't also is how to set up a tournament because again, I've already written up that, that post, that post will be that beginner's guide on how to set up a tournament. It will be linked in the show notes. Uh, but I will also mention that the rule set of this will be alluded to. Uh, I'll hit on the things that I believe to be key in how to set up so that it will make sense once like you see it in motion. Once we kind of I'm gonna walk you through the basics of how things actually get done, because I saw some questions uh, from people that hit my brows like okay I wrote these rules down and it's a it's a huge it's a huge fucking rule set it's like it's massive so like 
I understand if it didn't like absorb all in one shot. That's totally fine. But like what might not be apparent in that rule set in the how to and the why is that like the why you would want to set up, right? Like until you actually see things moving of like, well, I don't I don't really need that rule set. And then once you see how things can fail complete utterly and completely, it's like, oh, I've set up this safety net already. Okay, we're fine, actually. It's not that big of a deal. Or at least you'll understand what to do once shit does hit the fan. Because it will. Here's the thing. Here's the big secret to all online tournaments is that at some point, shit will hit the fan. It's just how... Like, how much TP do you have on hand to clean that shit, right? I'm going to give you all... Like, that rule set gives you all the TP. It's like it prepped for this virus. It's ready. It's hunkered down, and it's in its shit-filled bunker with massive stacks and stacks of Charmin, and it will... It's Heine's clean, okay? Uh, but getting into it, though, uh, this is the part where I'm going to start referring to a bracket. I'm actually going to bring it up on screen now. All right, let's show this test bracket. I have this test bracket. As you can see... Oh, wait, no. <laughs> that's not the button I wanted to hit. No, that's not the button I wanted to hit either. Oh, things are already going off the rail, as you do. This is the button I wanted to hit. Okay, so as you can see, the bracket's all set up. The time and date's all set up. The rules are all here. Show full description. I use Challenge. Uh, I do that because I believe it's really user-friendly and is really quick to get between, like, action to result or, like, infraction to result. Uh, as you can see here, the bracket's kind of set up. But let's go into this list first because what's going to happen before a tournament... Now, your work actually starts right before the tournament actually begins, the actual start time. Uh, right now in this tournament, start time has already passed, but that's okay if you, are the, the, if you run the tournament. Uh, so let's look at the participants list. This is the one you want to look at. Now, in this participants list, you've got all your players listed out. I've named them for the, uh, the shitstorm they're going to cause later. Uh, but here's where you would you would manage things like so as here I say I have this first seated player like if you're keeping track of stats for all of your players you just want to make sure that everybody's seated appropriately uh, so all the numbers make sense so I've moved my seeds around everything makes sense you can do that here on this page but you can also do that here in the bracket on challenge at least this might not be true of smash I'm well I'm not entirely familiar but you see I just grabbed that and and pull him anywhere, but we'll leave that in that first seeded player in in the first seed, then head back to the participants list. Okay, so here I have a check-in time for my tournament. Now, what that does on Challenge is if a player has not checked in when you hit the go button, when you hit this process check-in results, when you hit that that big button right there. It will remove those players from the bracket entirely. It won't just like DQ, DQ on winner side and loser side. It just removes them from the bracket altogether. So that is super helpful in terms of if you've set up like, let's say you, this is only a 16 person tournament I should mention, but what if you broke it out into pools for a larger tournament, let's say. Uh, we, we run ours with like, 100 people, right? You can do this with 100. It's not all that difficult to look through this list of participants. See over here that check mark. You can see all these people checked in except for a couple down here, but we'll get to that in a second. Now, 
let's see, okay, late check-in hasn't checked in, so what am I going to do with that? It's like almost tournament start time, and this person hasn't checked in. I want them to experience the tournament. I would like to to have them compete if they're available. Uh, so maybe I'll want to remind them, right? So I'll hop in the Discord, uh, which if you you set up the rules right, they should be in the Discord. Uh, that's also something that I kind of want to touch upon here real quick, is that I believe that it is paramount in with the, the current landscape of fighting games to have Discord be mandatory, uh, whether that be Discord integrations through Smash GG or have it as a, uh, is it like a custom field in Challenge where people have to link a Discord to, uh, or at least be in, a dis- in the Discord of the tournament before running the tournament because communication here is super key. Uh, and if I've set up that line of communication correctly, this late check-in guy, I'm just going to ping him in Discord and do at late check-in. Uh, and let's maybe assume that late check-in didn't change his at in Discord uh, for just a second. Let's assume that he didn't. And he doesn't reply. He or she doesn't reply. And they don't. they just don't get back to you or they don't check in on time. So it's like, well, I guess they're out of the tournament uh, because they would automatically be removed from the bracket. Now, it's very key, again, back to that rule set, is to have these names match up with Discord names and important in the rules to show players how to change their names. Make sure that they get that information up front so that like communication just becomes so much easier between the players because now they only have to look at who they're playing against in the tournament and then type at that name in the Discord that you're in and they can find their opponent and say, hey, I'm going to set up a match. Great. And then that name is also their CFN, so it's all good. It's all well and good. Now let's check them in, because let's say I pinged them, they replied, and it's like, okay, great. Just hit that check-in button, and then boom, they're back in it. Uh, So they'll compete. But I also pinged did not check in, and did not check in, did not check in, and they didn't say hi or whatever, and they're just not here in the Discord. Uh, Maybe they're in the Twitch, but like, that's the other cool thing that our TO does, Axio, is that he'll actually ping these names in the Twitch chat as well because uh, some people are really used to, for whatever reason, having tournament communication through the Twitch, which is it's cumbersome and the way that Twitch chat moves is just don't don't do that. Don't do that. If you run a tournament, don't set that precedent for your tournament. Please don't. Uh, but people kind of assume that, or maybe they're just in in the chat hanging out, having fun. Uh, so you ping them there, and if they don't reply, then it doesn't really matter. And there's the thing about booting people from your tournament is that it's totally fine and acceptable if you have a set of rules that you've set up, uh, because making it that way and booting people as early as possible, specifically during this check-in time, doesn't cause problems much later in the tournament, uh, because of what, because of the way that like the time scale works, right? So let's go back to the bracket, right? And let's actually kick this tournament off. Now, to to do it, I would hit this process check-in results. Now, as you can see down here, uh, did not check in is still in the bracket. Uh, so player six might be trying to ping did not check in, right? You might be trying to be like, hey, I'm going to try and set up this match or all these people might be trying to set up their matches. But the thing to keep in mind is that 
because specifically on challenge that that player's name is removed, then that that match isn't going to happen. That it, it will move the bracket in such a way that if people at let's say start time was at eight o'clock, and if people see eight o'clock has rolled around and they are looking for their opponent right at eight o'clock, if you are doing this process check-in the hour before the tournament starts, it is or, or at least like the moment that the tournament starts. You usually want to have like a good five-ish, maybe ten minutes, depending, uh, to do a little bit of like a little bracket fixing the bracket. We call it. I mean, we jokingly call it fixing the bracket, but you are fixing the bracket of like removing the people who aren't here, uh, processing like people who might show up late. Like, like let's say that uh, late check-in was like, oh, it's after eight o'clock, but like I'm here and we haven't actually hit the start tournament button. Then they can't check in on Chalons, but if they ping the TO, it's like, oh, okay, we can, we can get you in. You're still in. We can, we can hit that button. You're good to go. Uh, but make sure that the players do not start the tournament. Actually have commands in your discord to be like, do not start the tournament yet. Check-in has ended, but do not, do not play round one. You want to have like round start pings in the chat. Uh, so let's just hit this process check-in and see what happens. Okay, some things have happened. We've got some we've got some movement. As you can see, the things have been bumped. Player the first seed got that pass now. See, it's all it's all fucked up. It's all been fucked around with. Player six is now playing checked in no show, which is a whole different problem, which we'll get into, but it's a, you know, if they if everybody had tried to set up their matches before. I had actually hit the start tournament button, then everybody would be fucked. So you have to make it clear to not to your players that they should not try to find their opponent before you say so. Uh, so let's hit this start tournament button. Now in the chat, in the Discord, I actually have it set up through Challenge where it says like this has started, like you've started the tournament. So I actually see that ping uh, in the Discord that I mean they run this tournament from. Which, in retrospect, I probably should have <laughs> removed that for this particular tournament as to not confuse people who are in that Discord, which is a lot of people. But regardless, let's fuck them up. Uh, so, okay, we started the tournament now. Things are going. So I'm going to hit a ping in that Discord that says, hey, you can start round one. Be sure to refresh your bracket. You have to refresh your bracket to make sure that all the players see the proper seating and actually see this bracket as it exists, right? You want them to see this, uh, which is great. Uh, so let's kind of go through it then. All right, let's like do some matches, just winner. It eh, doesn't matter here. Submit scores anyway. I'm just going to kind of run through things uh, through the first guy. Now let's, let's do this. All right, so this is our first issue is the loser's side ghost. Okay, as you can see, it's like round one will probably take a couple minutes, right? Uh, for everybody to play their, their round one matches. Uh, if you set the rules up of like, hey, you have to have like five minutes of time for like, just, you know, for people to set up the matches uh, so that things don't get held up. And that a lot's for like, maybe someone has to go to the bathroom. Maybe I have to walk away for a second and come back to actually play their set. As long as they're in the Discord and they're like having that open communication, that's usually pretty fine. And like five-ish minutes is is a fine enough time. I've seen, I've seen tournaments offer a longer time depending on you know, how much you want to give, but you don't want that being too long because let's say that's 15 minutes, right? Let's say that's 15 minutes. 
uh, let's actually, let's go to the check-in no-show for this example, right? Let's say this is 15 minutes. So before we even DQ from round one, this check-in no-show, 15 minutes has passed. That's, that's a really long time. There's probably people who are like in round two ready to go by the time that whole 15 minutes of, of this check-in no-show. Because that happens sometimes. Like they just got to bounce for whatever reason, right? So let's give them that loss there. Boom. Okay. They've been given the loss. Player six is moving on. Uh, arrives right before. Eh, it doesn't matter. Let's just give that win to arrives. Let's just do that. Let's do, okay, late check-in. He gets the win. As you can see, I'm working through the bracket. And uh, this kind of, okay, late tournament DQ. He's moving on. Let's just do that. Okay, internet DQ. We'll get to this in a minute, but we'll, we'll give him the move on. We'll give him the move along for now. So as you can see, once round one has ended, okay, now it's like the loser's side of the bracket is filling out, but round one has to finish first before the loser's side can even start. So let's say you've set up your tournament where the loser's side cannot progress, where it's like, for whatever reason, there's like a time slot or things are timed out where like that first 15 minutes has to pass and now there's like another 15 minutes, right? So now this loser's side goes, or this, this check-in no-show, sorry, down here in this check-in no-show, uh, that's 30 minutes before this player three, this player three has played one match and it's going to take them 30, they've played one match. And that might have been 30 minutes ago before they even get to move on. That's a bad experience. If I'm sitting, like, because you're not around people, you're not hanging out with other people, you might be in the Discord, you might be in the Twitch chat, but you're sitting at home alone, right? Because this is an online tournament. And just sitting by yourself kind of waiting on, on it, it's, that's not fun. That's not a fun experience. And it's not like you can really go play, like, ranked or something because you kind of want to be ready for whenever anybody pings you. It's a situation where, you know, if... If this was a live situation, we were at a real tournament, you want to go play some casuals, fine, go play casuals. Because then the TO can just come up and be like, hey, player three, uh, time to play your match now. It's like, okay, this was a casual match. I can just, he touched me on the shoulder. Okay, I feel that. I, I'm just locking eyes. I'm communicating directly. I'll move over and play. I'll, I'll go play my actual set now. Versus in an online situation, you have like you can't assume that player three is going to keep an eye on those those discord pings because what if they're only using pc right and and it the discord's being hidden by the full screen game because they're playing a set so then they have to like play that whole set out before they even come back or see that you've pinged them uh, there's a number of issues that could go wrong here so extending that time that a player is sitting by themselves uh that is actually that sets yourself up for failure because like, you know, idle hand, you know, finds its way to the stick. You know what I mean? And they're going to want to be doing some shit. So keep, like keep them engaged, keep them doing something. So again, if we have this check in no show and there's like a 15 minute give time on that, uh, then for two whole rounds, that's 30 minutes of uh, a person not doing anything. That's fucked up. What you do then is let's say player six pings this check-in no-show, right? And they don't reply. Okay, maybe that's like five minutes that pass. 
report that to the TO and have that TO keep an eye on that check and no show, uh, give them a loss. And then down here, as soon as that TO sees check and no show down here, boom, loss done. Just like out of there. Boom, done out of the show because we ain't got, nobody got time for that. Uh, it's not a slap in the face to check and no show because check and no show is slapping your tournament in the face and actually slapping all of these 15 other players in the face of saying that their time is not valuable. So you as a TO valuing, valuing other people's time, you just get rid of them. You get rid of them as quickly as possible uh, so that the loser's bracket can progress because now look, it's like, right, Again, I keep wanting to go back to this 15 minutes thing, right? Because it was 15 minutes in round one winner's side, 15 minutes on round one loser's side, and then like another 15 minutes to get to like loser's round two to, to like play. It's like 45 minutes to play, like to not even quite get to two sets yet because we actually have to wait for this round two to finish. It, it could be a mess. It could be a mess. And you don't want that to happen. Uh, so then let's go back down to this one. Same issue. Loser's side DQ. Player five tries to ping loser's side ghost, right? Loser's side ghost is like, they lost in on winner's side and they were like, fuck this tournament, I'm out. This is, there's way too much loser's side. I don't, I don't have time for this. I'm just going to go. I haven't eaten all day. Screw it. I'm out. Which like, that's fine. Like, go ahead. I've seen people go ahead and do that. It would be nice if the person on the loser's side was like, hey, I mean, loser's side DQ me. People have done that before, like, and that's super cool. Uh, that helps move the tournament along. That's like really, that's really a nice thing to do as a player. But if they're heated because they lost to some bullshit, they might just disappear entirely. And then it's like, well, fuck, now what do we do? Uh, have, again, that's why you have Discord integration. That's why you tell players to ping their opponent uh, to make sure that they're available. And if they're not available, you'll know immediately. And then you can go, okay, we'll give a, maybe a quick timer on this. And if they don't reply, then they're, they're DQ'd and that's fine. Uh, so let's then just give loser side ghost a loss. Good to go. Let's kind of move things along here. Boom, boom. All right. As you can see, as you can see, players are progressing through the loser's side, but how the loser's side bracket works is that the people who move on then start to play the players who are up here from from the winner's side, right? It's not like a whole... It's a situation where... Let's actually go back here. Let's actually uncheck this, right? Let's just submit these scores, submit scores, redo, reopen this one, right? Because let's just assume that, our, for whatever reason, your TO has let this one go, and, and no one's playing. So let's kind of progress the tournament a little bit. Rise right before DQ. Again, that's another situation where like, okay. So that's, he wasn't there in round two, right? Like he maybe he had to go to the bathroom or something. So like, let's say 14 minutes have passed and then they start playing. So now it's like there's 20 minutes that's eating into the time of the loser's side of the bracket again. Uh, so it's, it's a whole situation there of, okay, we've given them that grace time, but they've taken nearly all of it. And then that's 14 minutes upon 15 minutes upon, as like, as you can see, like the numbers are racking up and the time it takes for players to get through matches is, you know, it's slowly building 
And when it slowly is building here at the start of a tournament, then the whole loser's side is going to be way behind because look, as it is right now, we've we basically got top eight winner's side all checked, all done in this situation. Uh, but, uh, go away for a second. But over here, loser's side round one hasn't even played, right? We could have, a, we could totally have a situation in the 16-player bracket where winner's side top eight is nearly already figured out because things have moved along very quickly. And down here, loser's side round one is not has not played so that's why in my opinion if you are streaming the event or if you are running this event tell all of the losers side to just play until top eight which for these guys these this group of people is going to be this losers side round three just tell them to play because if you do that then if they're doing this as quickly as possible and not having to wait any amount of time, just as quick as they can fire them off, I get it for the winner's side, right? Of like, okay, now round two starts because I want to stream something from round two because you want to you want to put on a show for people. You want to, so that you can also use that to promote players later on, but we're getting to that, right? So you have something to stream. Okay, round two can start round three could start you pull players from that right but all the while where you're saying round two can start round three can start you also have in there at least we have in our uh in our discord pings of round two can start but also lose a side playthrough just just keep playing uh and that is that is super super important because that respects the time of the players and again that's what you want so let's just keep going well, let's give let's give late check in the loss. Boom. Then let's give okay. Let's actually look internet DQ here because here's an here's an interesting situation. Uh, so internet DQs are this is a fun little little to thing, right? Where let's say they've tried to play their match. Player four in internet DQ have played one round of their set, right? And Player four is like, yo, this was atrocious. Like, what kind of McDonald's Wi-Fi are you on? This is, this is trash. I can't, I can't even compete with this. So now you can rely on the rules that you've already set up. Now, rules that I suggest, uh, again, in the show notes, uh, you can look at all that. But how you would do this as a TO is that player four would be like, hey, uh, TO, like I need I need to request a speed test because this is just this is just bad. And you're okay, cool. So then the TO goes into the Discord, hits the the Discord the the ping command or the or the speed test command, whatever it is you've had set up. And then your bot shares a link, right? A link to a speed test site. And then you and then maybe instructions on on what to do. So for this tournament, all right, let me actually Turn this off for just a sec. So in this tournament that I've set up, let's assume that it's in New York City. I, I'm running a tournament from New York City, right? And but I've also like let players play from around New York City, like from tri-state area, what have you. I don't like you set up a little region of where you think as a tournament organizer that it's acceptable, or like people can expect to have good ping to that region, right? So then let's go through that in the speed. I'm actually going to bring up the speed test thing right now. Going to hide a little bit of a, 
had a little bit of thing. So I can see here in this, uh, this testmyspeed.onl. I actually really like this one, and here's why. It has all the things that I like about a speed test. Uh, because let's say you've set it up in New York City. You actually have in your instructions for people to set up this. Okay, select the host. Boom, search it. New York City. Hit it. Hit that New York City. Smash that New York City. Now we can all set our... our because, you know, maybe the person who has... has the, Maybe Internet DQ person has a bad ping to New York. Uh, and playing a person from New York, right? Hit the go button. Let's check it out. Ooh, 13 ping, that's quite low. In fact, I would say that 13 ping to New York is a-okay to play on. Uh, but let's say that these, this is like player four results, right? If we go back to that bracket, this is the player four results. Uh, Internet DQ, though, maybe Internet DQ has a ping of 100, right? I don't know what you would want to set your particular tournament to. The higher that, like 50 is is like still kind of playable, like upwards of 80. It's getting iffy, right? It's like kind of not a good situation. Uh, above 100 is like you're kind of accepting bad play to ping that central server. Uh, and you set up the central server to make it just easier for everybody because if everybody's pinging to a centralized server to where you're running the tournament, then it's kind of an even playing field at that point. Granted, the way that CFN works, like, I know things are going to get fucky. Just don't fucking worry about that. Okay. Like, I understand CFN is kind of trash. Hopefully it gets fixed. But this is this can be true of other games as well. But then also you see this jitter. Because what if, what if a bad internet person uh, has 13 ping, but then their jitter is like off the charts. It's like, it's like 15 or some shit. Or 30. Wow. 30? 30 jitter? even higher, maybe it's like a hundred jitter. They're like really hitting that Wi-Fi. They're kicking that router. Uh, then that can be disqualifying. You have in your rule set that you can't have a jitter over a 15 or something. Uh, I don't know exactly. Like, again, I'm throwing out those numbers. Those are like suggestions. The higher that you make those numbers, uh, the more people you can enter. But like for me, if you do like 50 ping, 15 jitters, that's like the good internet. That's like, You've got some good internet. This download upload speed, that's bullshit. No one, that's, that actually has not a whole lot to do with fighting games or connectivity to the, that's, someone could be like, look at my big numbers, but then like their ping is trash to the specific server that you've set. Cause if they, if they just automated like closest server to them and like fucking blowing that ping out of the water, that actually doesn't matter at all. Because if they're ping to the, the server where you're holding your tournament, if that number is fucked up, then that is what's causing the lag. Then that is what is causing problems. The other great thing about this specific site, this testmyspeed.onl, is that it doesn't force them to like do a screen cap and do all like this hard shit. Boom, copy link. All you got to do, copy link. Boom, copy, hit that copy link button. Uh, they can DM it to the TO so that that's much harder to fake, right? That copy link and then sending that to the TO versus like, let me take a screen grab of this and then just change this number to the number that works. Right. The, the, the ways to cheat are much, much harder to do. I don't even know if they're possible. I'm just saying it would probably be much, much harder to cheat with this copy link versus screen grabbing and, and doing that bullshit. So that's all well and good. 
so then let's just say back here in the tournament, internet DQ guy, internet Dairy Queen. Let's just say that his his internet was just off the. It was just trash. So let's just give him the loss here. And you know what? It happened in round two because let's say player five is also from that area, but they just have better connected internet to the centralized service. So they're they're good to play. Like they're fine because they had a good connection to, you know, wherever internet DQ is. But for whatever reason, internet DQ doesn't have it. Now, this doesn't necessarily boot them out of the tournament because then let's say they play player seven. Again, it's fine. You could have it set in your tournament of like it's a requirement to have that or you could like have it set of like a mobile centralized server where it's like both players say where they're located and then you pick like I mean this gets extra complicated it all depends on how many steps you want the players to take I personally believe that the more steps that you ask players to take and the less automated that it is the more parts for failure that there are so you might just, if you were running a much larger bracket, you might just want to say, if you don't got the internet, then fuck it. You're just, you're out. So let's just boom. Done in the loser side as well. Moving on. First seed player, let's just give them the win there. Boom, moving on. All right. So now we have top eight winner side of our bracket. But then down here, as again, you can see, because like maybe these matches all went really fast. It could happen. And then down here, we don't, we don't got any of this. So now, as the person who's streaming, I'm like, ah, shoot. Uh, the loser's side isn't quite up to it. They're not there yet. I mean, we might have a couple, but like, damn, that's really going to slow us down. So what I'm going to hope for, as I'm streaming this event, before all of Top 8 is decided, to kind of, again, just keep things moving, uh, I'm, I'm going to want to stream all of Top 8. Because Top 8 is usually where you get the best fights, the best players, you know. And that's where you can, like, get a lot of your highlights and, you know, show a lot of love to the players that way. So, in my opinion, I like streaming all of Top 8. You don't have to. I think streaming all of Top 16 is fucking crazy. Uh, if you're going to try to stream, like, because look, look up, like, 16 matches? You're going to run through every one of those and then all of Top 8 and then keep, like, fucking wild, right? Because <laughs> the winners of this match, that, like send this person down to losers before they can even play them. Like, oh my good, like, it's wild, folks. Don't try this at home. Seriously, if you're streaming an online tournament, uh, just get top eight. And as soon as you get winner side top eight, because uh, let's say we got this match first, the late DQ versus player six. We had that match first, and we have some, t like, we weren't streaming a match currently. Boom, we're going to stream that right away. Uh, because if we get to that right away, the first one that's available... And by the time that match is ended, it is likely that this match will have this uh, first seed and player four will have filled up. So then, like, we kind of just roll into the next one and the players, again, there's no, there's no, there's, there's much less downtime for them, right? They've, like, won this match and then maybe a, a couple minutes pass versus waiting for everybody to fill out top eight before starting. Because then everybody is waiting for every match and you, you don't want that. So then... Uh, let's just do uh, first seed moving on in top eight. So we stream that, boom. And as we stream that, maybe this this one in loser's side finishes, right? And then maybe maybe this one is finished. Let's just do do this one now. This player three check-in no-show. Uh, <laughs> fuck. Fucking wild. 
that it would take that long because I'm thinking in my head of how long it would take to get to top eight and then to not have something down here that is holding up a tournament. That is killing you. That's crushing you. And especially again, I'm gonna harp on this, especially if your your lead weight, your lead time on all of that is like is much higher. If it's like longer than if it's like ten minutes even, you're you're still like stretching out that time. Because then at some point you're going to run out of matches. Uh, and so you're going to have to start pulling from the loser side. And again, I don't suggest playing any loser side matches on stream until top eight. Uh, and again, that's for that reason of loser side will be the thing that holds up your tournament, which starts at the winner's side, but then gets exponentially bad in the loser side of the bracket. All right. So as we stream that, and then let's go over to this other top eight side, right? We can finish that up. Let's do late 20 DQ up there in winner's finals. We'll get to that. All right. So then maybe player nine's finished. And it's like, okay, we're kind of streaming this stuff. We've got our top eight now. Okay, great. Things are fine now. But, like, it could have been much worse. Because then let's say these guys, the player nine and player three took a long time. Or one of these guys. If it, like, I've presented to you this situation where... There's only one bad actor of each of these things that could go wrong. And that only consisted of like half of the tournament players, right? What if two people did this or what if three people did this? in a 16 person bracket? I mean, that could be, that could be devastating, right? Cause let's say like player three didn't, didn't get there or player nine didn't get to that next match until much, much later or they had to like take a walk, go take a poo, go take a dump before they want to start their loser side run. Like all of these things are like human things that can happen that can slow a tournament down and cause that extra time where everybody is waiting on this match to finish. Right? So if you can quick as quickly as possible, get the loser side done to top eight, then you're in, you're looking good. That's what you want. Uh, so let's, let's just, Boom, stream this, give player eight the, the win, player seven the win, kind of moving through top eight. Now, as you can see here, we've got the winner's side figured out, but we haven't, we're not quite at loser's semifinals yet, even though we're in loser's side top eight. The issue here for, for these players in winner's side, and this just happens with the way of running this tournament, just how double eliminations are. If you stream everything, they're probably going to be waiting for a while because you're going to stream one, two, three, four, four matches before you even get to their match, which depending on how long that takes, that could be a while. Uh, assuming that you've set up all the rules right where everybody can ping each other in the discord and there's good communication, everybody in top eight should know this already. They should like boom, 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 be in there, uh, like get going, right? which I'll kind of get into roles here in a minute, but I'm just kind of showing off the bracket right now so I can get over this visualization so I can get into the the theory side of things. All right, so let's move on. He has like, I like player eight in this. Player eight, you're all right. She doing okay. Let's give the win to player six. Boom. All right, now, as you can see here in winner's finals I've got this guy right here this late tournament DQ late tournament Dairy Queen what do we do about that let's say we have the winner's finals like we're just about to go 
But in all of this time, maybe something came up. Maybe it's an issue where they're like, damn, I got a, I got a bolt. Like my wife is having a baby or I, cause I mean, there were like, there's a medical emergency, you know, things happen, especially when people are, are at home alone, kind of waiting on stuff. Anything could happen. Not everybody is in the same centralized area where everybody is dedicated to this thing and this cause. Uh, you're at home. You're within the comfort of your home. Maybe you have mega diarrhea. Maybe you get hit by the mega di- diarrhea and you know, you've just got butt problems all night. So like from your phone, you're just like, I listen, I want to play, but my, Oh my butt. Oh my butt. If I could tell you the stories, even the, the surliest of sailors would just would recoil at my tales of, of butt, butt problems. Uh, and then it's like, okay, we just got to give you the, we got to give you the, the DQ. Now as a, a broadcaster, that sucks. Like that's a, that's just a huge letdown. But if you can communicate to everyone who is playing in the bracket and everybody who might be viewing and it's good for the host of the tournament to be on in front of a microphone and be able to say some things and explain the situation just so that, you know, so that everybody can like very quickly get that information. Right. Uh, I might not want to say that you got butt problems, but I could say, Hey, uh, stream a uh, little bit of a disappointing situation going on right now. But as it turns out, uh, late DQ has to leave for medical reasons. We wish for the best. Hopefully that situation is resolved, but uh, much love to late 20 DQ. Hopefully they're fine. Uh, we might do a check-in later to make sure they're all right. We'll give them as much time as possible so they can come back. Uh, but right now, uh, we apologize. We cannot stream winners finals. We're just going to hop right down to, uh, losers semifinals right now. Just like use that as a script, like take those words, play that audio clip. <laughs> like if something, ha- I don't know, maybe, maybe we cut that out and just let you play that so that in the event of something happening, you just very uh, like, like be mindful of, Hey, just so that everybody's aware we're going to move on so that everybody's time is respected. We're not going to do like a, Hey, we need to wait. Maybe the situation will correct itself. Uh, or maybe they're like, Hey, I got to like run out of the house 15 minutes. Be like, Hey, I know that you're a top player and I would love to see your matches, but like we've got people who, who want to finish this up, who want to go to bed, who have other things to attend to, or like, I don't want them sitting on their hands too much or viewers who might want to like see matches right now. Like you've got one player shouldn't have that much priority or like care versus the whole of the tournament experience. So hitting that DQ and trying to notice that as early as possible and take care of it, uh, being the job of the, the bracket runner, uh, is super key. Uh, so then let's go to this match. So it's like, okay, so player eight, she's moving on. Boom. Player eight kicking it now, because you will have to remind people again, Hey, we can't stream, uh, this match, uh, losers, Losers finals because late tournament DQ, unfortunately, uh, there's a situation, uh, hopefully it will be resolved. All right. But, but player eight's going to be, uh, she's going to move right on to grand finals. So we've, we've just streamed the losers semifinals and straight to grand finals. We're there. And then you 
try and hype that up as much as possible and end on a, on a big bang. Let's say there's bracket reset, right? Boom. Hype as hell. Boom. Player eight come from behind victory. What's good. First seed motherfucker. You're done. Boom. Tournament's over. That's fun stuff. Now, that was just like looking at the bracket, seeing the things that can go wrong. But like, what are you doing? What are you doing during that time? What's all that? What's all this monkey business about? What am I? What am I showing people? What am I? What am I saying? What am I? What's happening? I recommend uh, because you've set up that check-in time. That's a good time to like start your stream and get things rolling. You know. Uh, set up some casual matches. If you've got some exhibition matches, fuck it, go ahead. Uh, if you've got players beefing against each other, have them fight it out. Do a money match. Uh, have something like before the show. That's not like, it's not like the main pull of the show. No one's coming there for the, the pre-tournament, but also like having streaming for like a half hour to an hour or so uh, before the actual event occurs is a good way to like, you roll in viewers and, and people note, like start noticing it. And it's like, oh, you're streaming now. Okay. Like you don't want to just like stream start tournament. You don't want to do that. And you shouldn't do that. Uh, even if it's, you're not showing stuff, just have a, have like a standby. Uh, I have this standby screen. Uh, I use it before the tournament that we use. Um, and we just kind of let that play, have a little bit of music in the background. Uh, of course, because Twitch, uh, it has to be, what we use is a list of game music that isn't caught by any of the, the fucking takedown notices or wherever the fuck Twitch is using these days. Um, and we've been using that forever. I, I don't know if I'm going to share, I'm probably not going to share that one publicly, but like if you want access to it, maybe, maybe DM me, maybe see what's up. If you want some, some hot links I can share. It's got some good tunes in it uh, that are free to use. So, like, again, free to use, but, like, I don't want to be, I don't like, I, listen, I lived through the Napster era, okay? I don't want some FBI motherfucker knocking on my door being like, hey, did you share uh, this King of Fighters soundtrack with these motherfuckers on, no. I jest. This is kind of all of a joke. But, yeah, if you want those, hit me up. Uh, then, the other thing that I would suggest, and here's the thing specifically with online tournaments, uh, if you're hosting it and you're you're running it, is have a screen similar to this one. And make it have, you can have some of the elements or if not all of the elements, but I like to have this screen on in between sets uh, because in between sets, not a lot is happening, right? There's not going to be a whole lot of shit happening, but uh, it's got these elements here of one, it's a, there's a face cam. Now you could do this with co-commentators as well. If you've got the, the ass on your bandwidth to like to fuck around with that. Uh, we used to do it for a very long time, uh, but have stopped doing that for technical reasons. Cause we like having more, more than two commentators. Anyway, not important, kind of important. You can do that if you want to, is what I'm saying is that having this FaceTime brings in this human element of, Hey, we're all, we're people here. We're not just like a disembodied voice of, Hey, uh, a match is happening. Like it, you know, it brings that community. It, it brings community together, you know, putting a face to a name, even if you don't care about my face or my name, like you could, you could you, we've got, we've got this connection going on me and you, it makes it real versus just having nothing. And then it's like, well, 
doesn't seem real. It all seems like a video game. I don't see any faces. So I like having a, a, a face-to-face element. Uh, if you want to bring in the co-commentators on, on a face cam, recommend doing that as well if you can handle it. Uh, that shit's great. If you're going to do that as well, I recommend sharing Twitter handles, uh, having them listed somewhere on, the, on this, this in-between match screen as well. Uh, it has the in-between match screen has the the name of the thing people are watching. This is the R Street Fighter online local. Boom, square in the center. People can see it. They know what they're watching. So if it's like people tune in, because you know, a lot of the tournament before top eight, before you hit top eight, and you've got match after match after match, uh, a lot of that time is going to be downtime. So like the start of the tournament. You're going to need some, some stuff for people to look at, right? You're going to need people to see all this stuff. Uh, and so down here in this, in this bottom left corner uh, is I've got a little FGC spotlight area. of Because we run, it's like our Street Fighter, and we like to promote as many people as possible. So if anybody's got anything going on that's like super cool, uh, we like to have our, our big commercial break stuff, which we're getting into, uh, in a little screen down here. So it's like, Hey, or a little reminder that, you know, we're going to get to some ads, but if you want to fill that like a little bit of ad space, you know, maybe you have sponsors, maybe you've got like a sponsorship deal with like Astro headphones or some shit. Maybe you're selling G fuel. Maybe you're selling that lead, right? That drinkable lead. You put that boom right there in the FCC spotlight. And then people can also uh, have heavy metal poisoning. Uh, it's a whole thing. Uh, I also like to have down here in the, in the left corner, in the right corner, uh, it's weird cause I'm visually seeing this differently. And some people who are only listening to the podcast can't, can't see this at all. So correcting myself is nonsense. Uh, on the, on the right side over here, actually it's got this back up and running and working properly again. I've got what I like to call the geese glossary. What that is, is for newer players who might come to the scene who don't like we have this whole vernacular right that we all use that we're all familiar with we it all makes sense to us right uh and this just runs through a list of like 20 or so words that with like visual examples and little write-ups uh that if someone's like hey i heard him say some shit what the fuck did that mean and it's like oh that's what that meant or maybe it's like no it gives them something to read something to look at maybe they don't have the audio on because they find my voice uh, unbearable or my soundboard has just the air horn won't stop going off so they've muted the stream obviously because that's what you do well you got something to look at right there and then down below here in the center uh is where the game would be showing granted because it's street fighter most of that's just going to be lobby view uh i just keep that up to like as a visual reminder of like hey if i'm looking if i'm personally running the stream and i'm looking at this then i don't have to look at the game with that's over here i can just look at this and see oh someone's hopped in the chat it's like it's one of those like visual things that everything is like in my visual cue of like okay i see this now uh i can i can we go down to the back of the queue and, and set things up. Uh, so that's, that's why I have, like to have this screen in between, uh, in between matches because it has all those elements, right? It's got FaceTime. This is a human event. It's got sponsorship shit. We're here to sell you on some shit. Uh, it's got stuff for newer players who might know, not know what's going on, or they just want to read some shit like shampoo bottle business. Who cares? And then, Maybe a little bit of a game, because maybe, I don't know, something, something's happened. I don't know. Who can say? Uh, 
that's what I like to have. Uh, you could add other elements to it. If, if you do like other elements, please write in and let me know. Uh, so I could share that or maybe even include that in our tournaments and make it a better experience. I don't know. But this is only just during downtime stuff. What am I saying during this time? Well, if it's a smaller tournament, like the one that we've set up, that's, that's, pretty, that, that's good because the good thing about running a smaller tournament, say there's only 16 players, I can, I can keep notes. I can keep track of 16 players. I could know 16 people. I can know where they're from. I can know where they go to locals. I can know who they main. I can know all this. I can know their past performance. I can just like commit that to memory. Got to have that up in my brain. Uh, and I can talk about them because I could look through the bracket, uh, which we're actually going to get to. The other kind of screen that I like to have when I'm streaming is a bracket screen. Uh, what this is, is just dedicated to the bracket. So it shows the stream where you're at, uh, what people are doing. So I can look through, say we're waiting on a match. Uh, after we've just streamed a match, I could say, Ooh, I wonder how first seed versus player nine's going. Uh, that would be an interesting match. Cause maybe there's a situation where it's like, Oh, I know that first street first seed is streaming. I could even say, Hey, I know that they're streaming right now. Uh, or they stream often. Maybe go check that out and see if they're playing their set because I'm not streaming a match right now, even though this is the tournament, it's not crazy for someone to have more than one Twitch tab open. Like that ain't wild. Let them do it. Like if people want to watch the matches, they should want to watch the matches because fighting games can be exciting when they're being played. Obviously. Anyway, uh, you just let people know or like, Oh, Hey, like I see this, oh man, unfortunately we can't get the stream, but like, I'm sure this match was, was sick. Right. Uh, and just talk about, about the players that way. This this screen is highly useful, not only in terms of showing the stream where you're at, uh, in terms of you know how close you are to top eight or how close you are to finishing, but it also gives you shit to talk about. Because uh, again, you can talk about the players. Granted, if you're running a much bigger tournament, uh, like hundreds of people, maybe things won't be as apparent and it will be much harder to kind of sieve through this and make sense of it all. Uh, so if you're like, I don't know, maybe like kind of keep an eye on things in like the background during a match, depending on how many commentators there are. Like there's a whole number of things where you need to keep track of like a whole number of balls that you're juggling here to have shit to say. But anyway, this can be a good screen to kind of, uh, what's the improv scenes, right? Like you kind of got to improv shit sometimes as a, as a host or commentator, because sometimes shit ain't happening. So you show this screen, talk about the players, uh, and also kind of talk about what's going to happen next or like what people can look forward to. Cause then that gives people like, Ooh, I'll stick around for this or like, Ooh, I want to see this player. So I'll stick around for this or, you know, what have you, it's all good. A, another screen that I like to have is which everybody should have is the full screen, right? Mine is very simple in terms of the overlay that I have set up. It just shows in the very center. The, whew, Brick is not excited about the overlay. He does not like simple things. He like He's a complicated boy. Uh, I have the what you're watching down here in the center. Uh, street, our Street Fighter Online locals. You see his dead-ass finals coming at you. And then the score right up at the top. I don't have the names listed because when people play on CFN, their names are already listed. I thought about this for a long time of like for the longest time we used to have it of the players names listed like right up here above next to the score. And at some point I was like, wait a minute, why the fuck do I have this on screen? Their names are right 
right below that. Why am I doubling down on this information? I don't need it. Uh, so what I use for this, uh, I stream in XSplit, and what I use for this is Stream Control. Uh, I'll share a link in the chat on how to set up Stream Control. Uh, Shouts to Farpnut, it's all good shit. Uh, I think it's great. I think it's a great tool. You can make it look however you want. Uh, if that's somewhat confusing to you, I know that there are a lot of good tutorials out there on how to use it. But I just keep it simple, and I think that this is this is kind of all you need, uh, right? Something that tells people what match you're currently in. Again, because if you look down at the bottom, dead ass finals, we can set that up to top eight. We can set that up to winners finals, loser semis. You make that say whatever the fuck you want at any time, uh, and then just keep track of the score uh, at the top. Because you know, what if a situation where a you know someone wants to change character? And then they've switched spots. Okay, the game's not keeping track of that because you're going through the whole motion of them going around the bracket and all, uh, going around the lobby and then coming back into the match. So it's important for you as a tournament broadcaster to show that number or keep track of it. Granted, I've usually been drinking and fuck up that number and people yell at me, but that's fine. At least they'll know that it's wrong and then it can be corrected. It's a whole thing. Don't worry about it. Let <laughs> Sometimes... Twitch chat can be all right about keeping me honest. But anyway, uh, that's what I like to use. Uh, the other th kind of screen that I like to use, if you can remember in the in this like in-between match screen, this what I like to call picture-in-picture, picture, uh, there was that little, little FGC spot, a little ad, little ad business over there. What if I told you we could just make that full screen? Boom, there it is. You make that full screen because then that gives you something to talk about big time. You don't have to worry about what you're looking at or like looking at cameras. You could be off doing something else as you talk about this or another commentator can be talking, talking about the ad and you can be as the streamer, as the host, like doing something else, setting something up. Uh, it gives you a little bit of freedom, right? Because like, you know, sometimes you don't want people like, what if I pick my nose? I don't, I don't want to pick my nose on, on stream with like the whole pick. You know, I don't want that FaceTime nose picking or maybe I do. I don't know if you're into that, but I don't know how much that pays only fans. Uh, but you have this in case, like you want to like step up, stand up for a little bit, you know, move those legs or, or do some, some weird stretches or some shit. And you know, I can stretch and talk and do a microphone. I can do all that. Very easy to do or have someone else talk about it. You can also set up videos uh, in a commercial break and just have that set up uh, or set it up to a, uh, like a slideshow. Uh, and in that case, if you set it up to a slideshow, uh, maybe that would be good enough for like, hey, we got to go on a slight break uh, because this match isn't happening yet and this player was has to go to the bathroom or something then it's like finals so you don't really have any other match to stream then you just say okay uh gonna go to a quick break so what i like to do before i go to breaks like that is and this is just a personal thing is that it's like one i just want to remind you that like it's okay to go to break like you as the host like totally fine but what i like to like bring into that is to remind the people viewing like hey stand up like you can just like sit and watch this for, for hours on end. Like, you know, move around, get the juices flowing. Like you don't want no like pulmonary embolism. That shit's real. It can kill. Uh, so like get that blood moving around, you know, get that, get that energy back up. Cause like 
and that, that is a thing for them as well. If they're standing up and getting the energy back to watch, then it's like they might be a little more active in chat. They might like want to talk back a little bit or I don't know. It's, there's a lot of like actual benefits to that of getting that locomotion in there. Um, so I like to remind people to, to move around before going to commercial break. So in a situation, maybe I'm commentating alone and I just need to like step away for a second uh, or we don't have a match quite yet ready or like I need to go get a drink, go need to pee, any number of things. Send it to like a little slideshow, let some 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 space play. And if you don't have any ads, mix them up. Do some, I don't know, you run a thing, have an ad for your own thing. Uh, if you're running the tournament, then you, yeah, throw up an ad of your own, like do some do some shit like that. Uh, and then just have like the music on lightly in the background just to like kind of remind people. And then when you come back in be like, Hey, uh, welcome back to the show. Uh, which then kind of brings me to another point of how you run a show is that when you do come back, uh, is something that like you learn from radio is that you got to do station identification, right? Remind people what they're watching. What is at stake? Like, who you are, like where you're going next, like talk about the thing. Cause not everybody was there from the beginning and not everybody will be there till the end. So if you keep, you kind of got to keep that in mind of like, even though it's right there and visually or like it's because we might, I don't know, people just tune into whatever, be like, what's this? Who's playing? Where are we at? Uh, if you just remind yourself to say that stuff, one, it gives you something to say. Uh, if there's literally nothing to say, you just say your name. You pull a Jason Derulo and you just, you Pokemon that shit. Uh, online local, online local. That's what you're watching. You know, you just hit that shit. Uh, easy to do. Easy to pull away. If there's like literally nothing, you can just boom. Easy, something to talk about. Just remind folks what they're watching. Uh, I would say try to get into the habit of that, even if you are like watching that Twitch count and it's like, you don't have a lot of viewers do it anyway, just to get in a good habit of doing that. Uh, that'll also remind you to just like keep things moving. Cause something that you want to do as a commentator is to keep things moving, keep, keep some kind of audio thing happening within like every like one, there's like one and a half beats is like too long for there to be silence. Right. Uh, you know, actually, hold on. Actually, how long is a beat? How long is a beat? Uh, yeah, it's like, ugh, fuck, that didn't work. <laughs> that didn't work. Uh, I know that there's like a beat in terms of like in acting, a beat is like a second and a half or some shit, right? So then let's do like a timer for three seconds, a timer. So let's say there's 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 two beats. Let's do it for for three seconds, three second timer. This is the silence that someone would hear for three seconds and go. That's too long. Do you notice like how there was that just like right at the end of that three seconds, you were like, I need something to happen. I need something to happen now. If you wait longer than that, then it's like, uh, you just, there's something in a person that's just like, this isn't, Something's not right here. I need so like kind of internalize that and and keep that in mind if you're someone who has to speak into a microphone for an event. Now, let's talk about roles uh, because that kind of leads into you know what people are doing during. 
the broadcast, during the show, keeping things moving. You've got a lobby set up, right? The lobby has to have the host in it uh, who's streaming the tournament. The lobby has to have any co-commentators in it so they can see the match. And then the lobby has to have the match in it or the players who are playing in the match in it. It could also have the TO as well if you want. There's options to do here. They don't have to be there. They could be if you want. And I do want to kind of remind people that this is just, I'm going to describe how we do it or how we uh, kind of divvy up the jobs. You could do them differently. And I've seen it done differently. People like this is fine. I'm just giving this as a suggestion. We find this to work for us. If you have something that works for you better, fucking go with God. Great. Now what we do is one quick reminder, at least in street fighter five is that if you have, any number of people that is more than just the host who's streaming the event in that lobby. Because let's say I'm commentating and hosting and I'm solo. I'm doing it solo, right? I can just, I know to drop down so that we can watch the match. But sometimes when co-commentators aren't like paying attention to some shit, they have to know that if they're in the seat to play next and they're just commentating that they need to hit, they need to hit it to drop down. They need to hit them with that stand medium punch crouch light kick that's the combo remember it because uh, then that'll drop them down to the side so maybe if i have to vocally remind someone just to keep things going or if i notice that a, a co-commentator is like locked in that position i'll just be like hey uh, could you drop down so we can um get things moving uh or no or no not ask them directly i'll be like and we'll get things kicked off as soon as uh houseman comes back drop down below or i don't know i said houseman but or tom or whatever the fuck or no grammy whoever whoever could be on uh, some shit like that, right? Don't like antagonize your co-commentators unless that's your whole thing. <laughs> so <laughs> maybe, I don't know. Uh, regardless, make sure everybody knows to drop down. Now, why would you have a TO in there? Well, if your TO in who's running the bracket isn't like, let's, RTO doesn't, but if you had a TO in there, they could be pulling people in for the next match uh, and keeping an eye on that because what a bracket runner should do, uh, and shout out to Axio, who's our current bracket runner, who does a phenomenal job and actually like puts like a lot of effort into it. Like I've been really impressed with the, the kind of commitment that he's got going on. Regardless, what that person should be doing is if you remember the discussion we had at the start of the show of running through that bracket, of keeping an eye on who isn't getting their, their matches going, because what he could see, uh, what your bracket runner will be able to see is maybe player six isn't, you know, pinging checked in, no, check in, no show. Maybe that's not something that is like in the chat very often. Maybe player six isn't ping the admins, but if we get to round two, and we've got some finishes in round two, and this match here in losers has not even started yet. Uh, as a TO, you should be able to identify that and say, hey, uh, I've noticed that this is going on. Uh, it has definitely been passed however long in terms of minutes. Uh, are you here? If not, I'm giving you the loss. Like, TOs should be able to, like, laser in and focus on that and go, oh, I see that this is going to be a problem because we are already, we're already, like, far in the tournament we need i need to to shut this down right now uh let's just let me just ping them if they're not there kick them like get them out of there 
Uh, because again, back to that conversation about early on the tournament, early matches not not completing will cause a huge ripple effect later on in the tournament. You don't want it. Uh, so again, tournament organizer, keep an eye on that. Make sure. Another thing that a tournament organizer can do, a uh, person who's running the bracket could be like, hey, uh, this match is available. I know that the, the host who is streaming uh, probably doesn't have their eyes on the bracket right now. Uh, so I'll ping those players and tell them, hey, you're on stream next. Uh, you might have like a join stream uh, command in your Discord where it gives them like the code to enter and pings their names so they know what lobby to join. Or uh, if you have your TO in your your host lobby, then they can just invite them from there. And then say your TO Axio would be like, hey, uh, player eight, player nine, invite sent, you're on stream next. Easy, easy peasy. Uh, the other thing that could happen is the TO doesn't need to do that. The co-commentators can do that um, because they're they're not hosting the stream, so they're just talking to into the mic. If they're not talking about something currently or maybe the host is showing off the bracket, uh, I do this pretty often sometimes, is I'll be showing the bracket and I'll go like, ooh, uh, first seed in player four, uh, that's a good match. Let's get that on stream next. And then maybe Tom or someone will be like, all right, I'll go send invites. And then invites are sent. Uh, or he'll ping them in the Discord and be like, hey, uh, you're on stream next. And by the time I'm done looking at the bracket and kind of like thinking about what could happen next, I look back at the lobby. They're already there. Drop to the bottom, stream the match. Like fluid, fluid stuff. As long as you can keep things moving and make sure that the people who... Here's the actual key part, is that you have to have people on your team who understand this. Uh, and... Everybody needs to know to keep things moving uh, because if everybody is on the same page, if everybody is communicating uh, on your team currently and like can notify things like maybe Axio notices that uh, that player six check and no show hasn't played their match. He might hop into the commentator booth, which we have set up on Discord, uh, which I'll get into in just a second of what that is. I think I need to touch on that, but he might hop into that commentator booth and go, Hey, uh, I've noticed that this match isn't happening, uh, taking care of it right now, but, uh, this match is available. We can go stream that right now. You just like hop in and, and say some shit, right? Something that Axio does that is really helpful as a bracket runner tournament organizer is that they're in the, in the Twitch. They're watching the, they're watching the stream as well. And keep kind of like keeping an ear open, right? So maybe I'm like struggling for stuff to do or stuff to show or talking about some shit. Or like maybe I ask, ooh, who are we going to stream next? Maybe if there's no issues going on, maybe everybody is here checked in, getting their matches done. And it's like butter. We're just whew, cutting right through it, right? Maybe that's happening. And he just has a bunch of free time on says We're like, hey, yeah, I'm not doing shit right now. Yeah, go ahead. Because, I mean... That will get easier as the tournament progresses. Like the, the a bracket runner's job early on in the tournament is very difficult in terms of you know the number of things that can go wrong because like all around one could just be a total fucking mess. But then by the time you get to like 
top 16, it's mostly, it's mostly figured out. Some shit can still hit the fan, which you can be prepared for, which we talked about earlier, but that like, I already know that the person running the bracket is going to be busy at the start of the show. So I got to have as much shit to throw into the front. And like, I got to have as much shit like to talk about much time to kill uh, during the front of the show, which is why even though we have a very long bracket, uh, when I run our streams, uh, after the first match happens, cause I like to kick, kick it off, boom, match, like into the action. The very next thing I like to do is look at the bracket with everybody and I'll run down the names and be and point out names and be like, Ooh, this person might be streaming, uh, point out because, or point out like, Ooh, maybe this, uh, they haven't competed yet. Or like, look at this, that just, that kills a lot of time but also like familiarizes everybody with everyone who's in the tournament, right? Like it, it solves two problems. Uh, so I like to go the whole rundown, uh, right after that first match, just to, you know, for everybody to get familiar, kill a lot of time. Cause the most issues are going to pop up then. So like, I don't want to have to be like, Ooh, okay, let's get around two right now. Uh, because like, I know that I would be the only person who's pushing that because again, if we're doing the winner side as quick as possible to like show it on stream and there's an issue like way down here in the loser side, then I have like forgotten about like half the tournament's going to be all held. Like literally half of the bracket's going to be held up because like I want to show stuff right away. Like I don't, you don't want to blow your load right away. You don't want to go too quick. You want to be a a minute streamer, man. You, You have to play the long, you have to long tantric brackets is what I am into. That's what I suggest for everybody as well. You know, play it like sting. Uh, cause at the end, then it will be worth it. Uh, trust me. Everything will fall into place and just everything's coming up Twitch anyway, but no, I digress. The, okay. So that somewhat breaks down a lot of the rules and kind of the, the things that you have to be thinking of, and, and pulling in as a host, you know, be pulling in the players, sending invites, talking about them as you're pulling them in, uh, switching between scenes, just making sure that like all the audio is good. I think another issue, uh, I won't get into the technical end of it, but in terms of putting on a good show is to, if you can't ensure that the visuals are great, for whatever reason, like if you don't want, if you can't have like big fancy overlays, can't pay someone to do your art for you, um, that's fine. You don't need them. Make sure the audio is good. Good audio is like one of the most important things that you can do in terms of production value. Uh, so make sure that like all the levels are good. Everything is mixed properly. Even though I have all my levels set basically the same every, every stream. Remember we do that hour beforehand. I ask everybody in that hour when people are just slowly rolling in, Hey, how's it sound? How's the mix? Is someone a little bit hot? on the mic is someone a little bit cool on the mic uh, do I need to boost the music do I need to to pull back on the on the John Cena entrance entrance music the answer is no but I could ask that question and it's gonna be no can't pump that shit up uh, and so you do that early on get yourself a good mix have it in your monitors like cause maybe some I don't know maybe you can't trust your monitors and some weird shit's happening uh, or something that completely out of your, like you didn't think of or, or something, or maybe you just have bad ears and suck at listening. Uh, ask the people how it sounds to them. If it sounds good, then rock with it. Uh, gotta make sure that your audio is good. 
speaking of audio, I mentioned the commentator booth earlier. Now, what I suggest uh, is, is useful to do if you're running an online tournament is to, in your Discord, in the one that you are running the tournament from, uh, have a, what I like to, uh, a voice channel that is your commentator booth and only allow people with certain roles to enter that uh, commentator role or TO role, whatever. Uh, whatever it is. You can't let everybody just hop on in. It has to be people who specifically have that role. Uh, because, let's say, again, like my example earlier, my TO Axio, what if he wants to hop in? He doesn't want to be there all the time. He doesn't want to think about muting, unmuting his mic. He'll just leave that booth altogether. He'll just pop back in. It gives everybody else a little ding. I have that muted on my on my end, so other people don't hear it. But like, I'll know, aha, I've got Axio in my ears. Here's here's time to do something because I, as me who is streaming and commentating, I don't have a like a production booth where it's like, okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do this now. Like, oh, we're gonna send it over here. Like, there's no, I am the production team and and co- like it. It's weird to think about it that way, but like usually the person like it's okay in this like small situation where we're only running it with like three four people that people see a little bit behind the scenes they see a little bit they peek behind the curtain they go aha well something bad's happening we're like if this is a professional situation we would get like something in our ears of someone going like hey like you need to stretch for time uh versus just having axio pop up and like you could set your audio up in a way where if you want to be professional about it, like fine, have uh, a separate booth where it's piping audio in like only from that one channel to, to your, your monitor channel or whatever, however you've set up your mixer. Uh, and that way you can have them in your ears and they can say, Hey, you need to stretch for time. You'd be late. The way that we run things, it's extremely casual and just fun for the players. So I don't really care. I don't care about it. I'm just going to be honest. I don't care to set it up. And plus, I like to talk to Axio. I'm glad to have him on. The, I, I, I love the people who do work for, uh, do work for us, and I love having conversations with them. So pull them in. So I like, I like being able to show a little bit behind the curtain. I think that's fun. Uh, also shows people of like, you know, how many cogs are moving at the same time. Lets other people know that like work's being put in. Uh, okay, I think that pretty much covers what I wanted to specifically talk about in terms of how to run it. Uh, and things you should be thinking about to do. Oh, fuck. I haven't looked at my time. This is already an hour and 20. I haven't gotten to questions yet. Oh, fuck. Okay, let's get to questions, though. Okay. Uh, so first question, because I had let it up to people of, you know, what specifically do you want to know? Sermony asks, uh, what are the best practices for how to act when the stream and or event is on fire? Sometimes, every time something will go bad. It will be something that you don't immediately understand, uh, and how quickly you troubleshoot that problem can be like, that's, that's the skill is like, how quickly can you troubleshoot? Uh, maybe you have an audio issue that you didn't fix in pre-tournament, or maybe some stream thing is happening and it's like, ah, shit, there's this issue right now. Ah, fuck. Like, how do we resolve that? Oh, there's someone in the chat that's popping off. How do we resolve this issue? the answer is to have good moderation. We've done an episode on good moderation. Go listen to that as well. Maybe as like a, a companion piece to this, uh, because that is an entirely different conversation, but I'll lead to it. Um, 
here's here's how we would typically handle a situation, uh, a, a fire, as it were, a dumpster fire. Uh, as a host, uh, someone who's in front of a microphone, I'll allude to this. I'll allude to the situation. Like if something's happening, be like, "Hey, it seems like maybe something uh, is happening here." Uh, I just want to point it out to the viewers at home. If things are are looking slow, uh, we're gonna keep moving on and try and keep things moving for you. But there's this. I just want to briefly talk about it so that you know people are aware. Because I'm not trying here trying to fool people. Uh, co-commentators is like depending on how good the host is at covering that stuff uh, if there's like if that host needs to like hey I need to do T I need to back away from Mike and do TO duty if you're co-commentating come up with something have something to talk about uh, maybe if the host goes to like a the ad screen just keep that up and like be watching the the twitch channel be like oh let's let's talk about this now or or talk about the players like have some kind of, you know, have a little bit of like anecdote in your pocket to share to keep things moving and keep the conversation going. Because again, remember that three second beat, those two beats, right? That three seconds, you know, gets a little bit long. Co-commentator, that one's on you. Or co-commentator, if you're familiar with TO stuff, like just be like, hey, uh, host, uh, I'm on it. Don't worry about it. I'll check in. Don't worry about the situation. Got it handled. You go, great. Cool, thank you. Uh, and again, the TO's job in that situation, if shit hits the fan, is to relay that information to the host uh, and then immediately focus all efforts on fixing that situation. Because, like, yeah, other things will happen. Like, a TO like, could be doing other stuff at the time. But let's say there's, like, a big, like, an internet situation, right? Where you have to do an internet resolution. There's, like, a, a run the test. They got to run the test on these two players and check it out. Uh, that requires a lot of attention, a lot of communication between the TO and those those two specific players that are trying to hook up, right? If that's the situation, that TO needs to focus all energy on that in that time and just quickly take care of that as quickly as possible. Like, that is super ideal. Uh, and then once that has been resolved, then relay that resolution back to the person running it. Be like, hey, we've solved this issue. Things are moving on. All good. Uh, you're good to go on this next thing. Good to go. So as long as there's good communication between everybody on the team and every, so like as long as everybody's still on the same page, I think that most little fires don't have to turn into big dumpster fires uh, unless someone throws a fucking Molotov cocktail in your cardboard dumpster. Then it's just... That's just up in smoke. Like, there's, there's sometimes nothing you can do about it. Uh, when shit hits the fan, extremely royalty. Thanks, CFN. Is the one who tossed the malt off. Uh, all right, next question then. Unless, you know, summary of that didn't ask, answer your question, feel free to ask again, uh, and I'll try to hit you up. This next question comes from Andrew Yu, and this was kind of a, a much larger question, but the, the crux of the question is, uh, what things do you absolutely need uh, starting out to have your event worth watching and I take a little bit of umbrage with the thought of I need to have these things so that players will watch the issue is actually how do I run an event so that players will be excited about the event and then that excitement will then lead to more viewers right if you follow all the stuff in the um, the how to set up and promote uh, how to 
page, which again, linked in the show notes, uh, like you can clip those guys. You can share that. Inf- like you can do all that, like social media stuff and promoting on, on the ass end that will eventually pull in more viewers. If you promote it correctly, that's like a promotion angle. Uh, the, what you do, like you don't, you, in my opinion, like don't worry about the viewers. Sometimes you just worry about the players. And if the players are having a good time, you're running a good event. That's all that really matters in an online situation uh, because of the way that communication, there's so much lag between uh, between when an instance occurs versus when that's relayed to a person who can handle it versus that person then handling the situation and relaying it back to the person who needs. Like th- Online makes that, that process much more drawn out and much takes a much longer time for situations to be resolved. Uh, and in that case, uh, at... I don't know. It's you just want to make it good for the players first. And then the event itself will naturally be people will be like, Oh, this is a great event. They'll tell their friends, Hey, join this or like, you know, whatever that, that happens all the time. Uh, So just make it fun, make it fun. Now, production wise, we kind of talked about this earlier, uh, but I kind of want to touch upon, I'll make that geeks glossary. Actually, I'll share that. I'll make that available in like a Google, um, uh, like a file or whatever that you could download. There'll be a link in the show description uh, that you can click on. Just down. If you want that exact thing, you can just fucking, you can fucking have it. Like use it as much as you want. I don't care. So if you want that glossary as well, like boom, you can have it. Uh, again, I pointed out that stream control uh, for XSplit. There's also another one that you could use for OBS, uh, which I'll also link in the show notes if that's what you use. So to have a scoreboard up, uh, on XSplit or OBS, uh, again, links, you just got to have a scoreboard just to kind of keep track of how many people, like what, the, what's the, what's the current set and like, where are you be it top eight winners finals, all et cetera, et cetera. And also suggest to have some ads, uh, mostly because that gives you something extra to talk about. That's just more ammunition for you to have something to talk about. Uh, and if you don't have official ads, I brought this up earlier, make some of your own or make something up or just like be funny with it or like have videos or some shit. Uh, get, get creative with that. If you, if you don't, or I don't know, just to have fun with it because the chances are if you're running a tournament where there's not a whole lot of people watching, then you could take risks. You don't have to be like this straight laced. Like we, we're very organized. Like this is the fight. This is where the fighters fight now silence for the next hour before the next fight. No, you can, or like, here's three minutes of ads, four minutes of uh, gameplay from a year ago. No, we need the sponsors. to be. No, you don't fucking have sponsors if you don't have a lot of people viewing. So just have fun with it. Like enjoy yourselves. Because, like, also, if you enjoy yourself and have a good time, then, like, that enjoyment is, it translates to the viewers. And they'll go, oh, he's having a good time. This is, like, I can have, and then interact with the chat a little bit. They go, hey, like, let's let's have a party. Let's let's have fun with it. So, I mean, just be creative with that about shit you want to do. And, again, again uh, some way to have a sort of station identification. Uh, in my opinion, that's, like, the bare minimum of, like, what you would need to have like stuff to talk about, stuff to show, uh, showing the bracket, like all that stuff, in my opinion, is mostly required if you want to stream a tournament and have it like visually interesting, uh, visually, and then leads to audio interesting stuff. It's again, 
It's, a, it's all kind of like one thing. But in my opinion, that's what you need. If anybody else has any suggestions, please uh, feel free to leave a comment. Uh, Average Video Game Joe asks, uh, player coordinated, player, uh, Joe's speaking tips. He can't do better. Uh, his question is, uh, player coordination tips is a huge essential part of this topic uh, because they can make or break your tournament. Looking forward to see what best practices you put out. Now, I've mentioned this in the rules set uh, beginner's guide and again link in the show notes but discord integration is is key if you want to make that a rule for your tournament that players absolutely need to be in the discord or they will be disqued or dequeued fucking do it like cut them out you don't need because there are ways to set up your be it smash gg you can have direct integration uh, with discord or through challenge of having uh a custom field where you're saying, hey, forced to join this, be in this Discord, or you will be DQ'd. You can just have that in your rule set. And then if they're not there and they don't show up for their, if they're not in the Discord, if you can't ping their name in the Discord, cut them. And then if they come at you afterwards and be like, hey, why was I sent to losers bracket? You go, you weren't listed under your name as it appears in the bracket in the Discord. So like that's in the rules you have that backup there, right? And you can just get rid of them. And not like get rid of, but at least you can you can eloquently state to them, here's the infraction that you did, uh, and here's why you were removed from the tournament. Uh, we'd love to have you back. Uh, just make sure that you fix that issue before the tournament starts next time. Uh, but also key to that, if you're going to do that, I'd recommend like, being nice about it in the pre-tournament during that hour check-in time of, hey, just quick reminder to like this entire channel, like make sure your names are the same. Don't start round one before everybody tells you to like, make sure that you're in the discord, like make sure you were as loud about it as possible. Make sure you have that megaphone because like it's hard to have that person with a megaphone just in a normal discord chat that might be moving or especially a twitch chat which is probably moving much at a much faster rate so be as loud about it in as many places as possible um and then the other thing is having in the discord having quick uh commands with your bot to if there is an internet dispute the to can just do like exclamation point speed test and then that has the links and then a short description of what players need to do. Uh, and then that TO would ping them and then boom, off you go off to the races. Right. Uh, other issues that I kind of want to talk about, um, maybe this kind of touches upon, I mean, hopefully that answers the question video game, Joe, again, if it doesn't, uh, I would recommend reading that whole beginner's guide in terms of organization. I think that organization prehand is actually the, the biggest issue there that will help solve a tons of your issues by setting it up and making sure that you're on it and also just like having your to keeping track and making sure that players are moving on in the bracket and if not then pinging them directly and being like hey we need to fix this now because this is a problem my opinion uh kind of back to that whole dumpster fire situation something i do want to bring up again uh just touch upon because i did kind of mention twitch chat i think this will be the last thing that i do uh, before this will do it for the episode. This is now like an hour and a half. This is getting fucking long in the tooth. Didn't think it was going to take this long, but again, I didn't need to do like a whole lot of prep uh, for this because this is turning into an episode. Anyway, 
in Twitch, blacklist some words. You might not think, oh, I've, I'm such a small stream. Why would I need to blacklist words? That's, that's some soft shit. Guess what? Make your community available to as many people as possible. And sometimes that means not having certain language. Uh, there's a whole list of words, legal words. If you'd like, I could share what at least some that I think are crucial. I won't list them. I won't say them out loud here, obviously, but uh, there's also like some phrases that you might want to keep in mind in that list. Uh, and how to do that, Twitch actually has this integrated on Twitch. So I'll actually share a link in the show notes of how to blacklist words. It's just the URL and then you just change the, the you insert your name into that URL and then your Twitch name. And then that should take you right to the settings where you can block terms, right? Uh, settings, moderation, block terms is where you go. Uh, and then you basically list out as many things as you think will be an issue or turn players away or shit that shouldn't be coming up on your streams, the shit that you don't want to talk about, uh, make, put that on your blacklist so that that becomes a non-issue. Uh, you could also do a situation where it's, you set up like Nightbot, which like times people out instead of just blanking out the word. Uh, that's like a more severe term, like way of moderation is like having a bot take care of that stuff. Uh, which again, it's kind of a technical issue of like how to set that up. But again, this is an technical episode and still we've been talking for an hour and a half. Uh, but I think with that, uh, that will just about do it. Uh, hopefully uh, you're all staying safe out there again uh, during this time of pandemic. Uh, it's rough out there, uh, clearly hoping for the best. Um, again, I do want to remind people that the fight is not over for equality. Uh, just always want to point to that in this, in this time of change and as everybody's hoping for the best and trying to keep that energy of moving forward because changes has not happened yet. Uh, and it won't happen if we remain silent. So just a quick reminder on that, but that is going to do it for this episode of RSF radio. I see. I almost ended it. It's like, this is the online look. Cause I've been like, I ran through a bracket here. <laughs> so I am so confused. Oh, the other thing you could do to add production, have a soundboard. Don't have a soundboard. You'll get drunk with power and abuse it immediately. Trust me. You don't want to go down this dark route. You don't want to go down the dark path of the soundboard. It's a dark road. Trust me. It'll be hard to give up. Once you, once you taste its power, once you taste that energy, courses through your veins Whew. nothing like it but that's a show again i am super joe monday or at reddit sf on twitter.com or you can hit me up on our street fighter anytime just post there feel free uh also feel free to post whatever tournaments you have going on on our street fighter please feel free we love that type of promotion and hopefully that increases your entry numbers that's really what you want um but with that, that's show. We'll be back. I was going to say Thursdays, but today's Friday because of how meaty I realized this episode was going to have to be. Um, every Friday-ish now because of quarantine and me being furloughed. Uh, don't forget our tournaments on Mondays for the East Coast and Round Robin. West Coast on Friday. Check them out. Uh, but until next time, that's going to do it for another episode of RSF Radio. Take care, folks. Peace.